I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host this week, this episode, Ryan Murphy. And joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. How are you? I'm doing well. I, this is our May episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we've kind of we've kind of gone on a little, like, we go where the content goes. And with, with The Walking Dead done, we took a little bit of a break as we... As we uh, we discussed E.T. phoning home uh, in that last episode of The Walking Dead. If you if you get the reference, you get the reference, right, Lou? I get the reference. Perfect. I'm glad you do. And I don't want to bring all that back up again. Although it was a great conversation. Uh, but we're, you know, today we're going to talk about not The Walking Dead. That's the only mention of The Walking Dead, except at the end of the episode when we say when we come back we're going to talk about The Walking Dead. But this week we're going to talk about a couple cool projects that aren't The Walking Dead, Lou. Starting off with Black Summer, a Netflix original uh, series. It's a miniseries? Is it like eight episodes? It's not a miniseries. It is a series going forward that I believe was greenlit for a second season. Nice. So you've watched the first episode. I've watched the first episode, uh, which at first I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy. Um, The whole opening sequence is a woman and her husband and their kid and they're loading up backpacks and they're going out into the street and it's very much the kind of thing that 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 we've seen before there's like an evacuation going on and they're going to this they they're trying to get to you know uh they're trying the evacuation's going on they're all trying to get on these trucks that are being loaded by military officers that are taking people and you can quite obviously tell there's something wrong with the husband. And I'm like, oh, he's been bit. He's been bit. And I could tell like 30 seconds into the episode, that's where we were going. And uh, he, they get to the truck and the idea is they can't, they only have room for one more. And so they put their little girl on the truck. And then the two of them are trying to find a way so that they can get it. Everybody's being brought to the stadium is what they're being told. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the husband and wife decide they're going to try and get to the stadium. And eventually it's revealed he's been bit and he changes <gasps> and she ends up having to run from her husband. And you see it coming a mile away. And it's like the opening 20 minutes of the episode. But the interesting thing come of the episode comes from everybody else's story. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're walking down the street, they witness somebody who's dying on the side of the road. You don't know what happened, but they're dying. And they want to stop and help, but they keep going on because they know it's too dangerous to stop. Then they witness somebody else doing something reckless. And then they witness something else. They, there's a couple of people standing on a street corner that run in an opposite direction of them or down a different side street. And then there's something else that happens. And this all happens in the first 20 minutes while your 
husband, wife, and daughter are going down the street to get in on board this military truck. And then the episode starts cutting to those other people that they passed on the road. And eventually, everybody ends up by the epi- end of the episode meeting up together again and all deciding that they have to kind of find their way to the stadium. Oh, that's it. so it's kind of like you're you're leading through with this one family and that's sort of what's dragging the story through and the characters they they kind of leave behind now that do they address like the fact that hey you left us behind to die no. no it's more like the other people were so wrapped up in their other situations right that by the time they meet up with the that they the, the other characters that are marching off towards the the the, the stadium it's like oh hey hi oh that's oh that's good and, and, and it, like it is no, there's conflict, but there's no like real conflict. And and these are kind of like running zombies. These are not Walking Dead zombies. Uh, these zombies are definitely more active. Uh, and I know that they say that this is tied into Z Nation. There is none of the cheesiness in Z Nation. If anything, I feel it. The first episode is a good selling point. But I also think it might take itself a little too seriously. Like, they were trying too hard to be safe. Like, the whole family in the beginning of the th- the beginning of the episode, I know the actor that plays the father. I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, he always plays a bad guy, or he's always the guy that gets killed. And I was like, he's going to be bit. And then it's like, oh, he's bit. And I'm like, of course he is. You know? Like, like... It, it, like in that case, it feels a little safe. But several of the other stories, uh, like there's a woman in her car, and this guy comes over and he's like, "Ma'am, you gotta help me. You gotta help me. You gotta help me. Please let me in the car." And she's like, "If I let you in the car, you're gonna mug me and steal me and kick me out." And and he, she's, he's like, "No, ma'am. I promise you on the, the like the soul of my mother. Please, just you gotta help me. You gotta help me." And the first thing he does when she opens up the car is he points a knife at her and says, "Get out of the car." <laughs> yeah so and then 30 seconds after that happens that guy gets killed oh, that's and nice. you're like and you're like oh okay awesome like they didn't do the walking dead thing where he would get away in the car and literally be like it'd be like that's the way the world rolls it was like no that guy got his right just rewards immediately it sounds so it sounds like are they trying to create a series that is a more so Z Nation. That that was the thing. Like they were talking about this being connected to Z Nation. I I think a lot that I've heard is like if it is connected to Z Nation, it's not at all in tone or feeling. Like this is a very serious take on the zombie apocalypse. But it is, they keep claiming it's the same world as Z Nation, and right. I don't see any of it. Do do the like do the zombies at least portray, like portray the same traits as they do in Z Nation? Like they're kind of fast. They no. No, they're, they're not. They're very much like fast walking dead zombies. Okay. So they're lumbering it's, but not. It, it, no, they're fast. Like oh. they run. But oh. other than that, other than that, there's no baby zombies that are mo- like a- things from aliens. There's no weird freaky zombies. There's none of that stuff. There's no zombie hurricanes that are coming that 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 kill a bunch of people. There's none of that stuff that I didn't like in Z Nation. Hmm. Interesting. There's, there's none of the craziness that was in Z Nation, where like they meet the mad general who's like eating bullets, and you're like, what? Why is this going on? What does this have to do with our story? There's like none of that. It, this whole, the whole story revolves around 
and from what I understand, it's like eight episodes. Mm-hmm. All eight episodes are about them getting to the stadium. Interesting. So there's a there's a clear path, and it sounds like they're kind of subverting some of the the tropes that The Walking Dead is kind of cemented in the genre, where like right. something bad happens, that's the catalyst for these characters doing things. But it sounds like this this being very early on in the apocalypse, the catalyst for them doing things is still to get to the stadium for safety reasons. Yes. Um, do you feel like maybe down the road, like if they were to do a season three or four, they might eventually get to the point where like the big bad is there? Because Z Nation did that pretty early on in the first six episodes. There was They would introduce not big bads, but like bad guys and, and, and setups with bad guys for certain episodes. Like, did you do you feel like they could go down that path pretty quickly? Uh, they could, but I I don't think that from what I've seen just in the first episode, it seems like the zombies are going to be the primary concern until they get to the stadium, and then the stadium might be that they're trying to get in the stadium and they can't get in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you know just anecdotally, I listen to a lot of Frog Pants content, uh, Scott Johnson, and he binged this Black Summer, and he he loved it. He said it was yeah. really, really good. And I was really excited when I finished the first episode and wanted to watch more, but I got pulled away and I just haven't gone back. Yeah, and, and that was the thing. I didn't feel like, you know, eventually it's such a short series. I think you and I could probably maybe even during, maybe during the Fear the Walking Dead uh, mid-season break, we could even, you know, go full discussion. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. I, I definitely think this is something that we could definitely talk a lot about um i think they definitely are doing very interesting things um and doing different things that you don't see in uh, my biggest gripe with walking dead is sometimes they try too hard to be artsy right and it doesn't work because there needs to be consistency and i feel like right off the bat with the first episode this show did something unique enough that as long as they kept maintaining that throughout the series, that they could tell unique story takes and their artsiness would be appreciated because right off the bat it was artsy. I feel like the artsiness in Walking Dead doesn't work for me because it's not there every week. It's only there when they want to make a statement about somebody's death. And I feel like that takes away from the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how's the acting in this one? Is it is it top notch? Is is there a, it, like, I wouldn't cheesiness? call it I wouldn't call it Walking Dead good, but it's a solid. If I got to give it a, a letter grade, I'd say it's a solid B B minus. Like some of it works, some of it doesn't, but you're willing to forgive it for the fact that they're doing something different. Hmm, that's interesting. I have to give it a watch. I really do want more zombie content. It's something we've talked about in the show. It's very hard to come by good zombie content, and I think. The issue I have with Netflix is that, and it's not necessarily their fault, is that it's always there. Like, this is a this is a binge drop. Here's eight episodes. And I'm always like, oh, but I have this stuff on my PVR. I should watch that first. And Black Summer is one of those things that I would definitely not be able to, would definitely not be watching with Ashley. It's kind of, it, was, it would be a me TV show. And I think right. lately, just Game of Thrones has been taking up a lot of time uh, for me because those episodes are so beefy um so i think once once game of thrones is over in the near future i think i'll be able to take a look at black summer and and actually uh uh dive in although i know we don't have this in the notes but uh just gotta say 
the Battle of Winterfell, probably the best episode of The Walking Dead I've seen. Just throwing that out there. Uh, I might agree with you on that. <laughs> well, there's that one scene specifically that I, th- I thought of where Arya's in, inside Winterfell and, and she's like trying to sneak around zombies. I think that's the most tense zombie scene I've, I've, I've witnessed on television. Uh, uh, the Walking Dead has not even come close to that, and they nailed it. They nailed that feel, I feel like. And I mean, that's one moment compared to eight seasons of The Walking Dead. Maybe I'm forgetting about some specific Walking Dead moments, but I really dug what they were laying down there in that episode. And I'm not going to spoil it, but um, just those those key moments where Arya's kind of sneaking around, that was really good zombie content. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, not just that, but the whole fight itself is sort of a zombie I mean, some of them are skeletons, but The Walking Dead coming to Winterfell, it does make it sort of zombie-related. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I don't want us to get down too far a rabbit hole with that one and start spoiling no. other stuff for people. But So Black Summer, you recommend it? You think we should definitely check that one out? I definitely think we should check that out. All right. Well, let's add it to the list, and we will certainly uh, report back with the last seven episodes of this Netflix original. Uh Another thing we wanted to talk about tonight was another piece of zombie content that's been that was released. This is the Days Gone game on the PlayStation 4, exclusive to the PlayStation 4, developed by Ben Studio, their first console outing. I've been playing it. I'm about I'd say probably a good 15 hours in. Uh, I've 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 unlocked a good chunk of content. Um, and I know Lou and I were discussing pre-show. Lou has a lot of questions. Obviously, a lot of questions uh, that people will have, have have risen up from a lot of the reviews that have come out. The game has been getting, what would you call it, middling to average reviews? Like, kind of like... Yeah, it's nothing special. Yeah. And, and, I know, and I know sales have not been what Sony was expecting. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the opposite, where news stories are saying, like, this has been selling quite well. And, and topped a lot of... Like, it's doing really well in Japan, too, which surprised me i didn't feel like you know zombie content was was big over there but uh um i don't know whether their sales have met expectations i haven't really looked into that but personally for me this game well i'll give you the brass tacks so the game is you're a biker and i will say that the beginning of the game does not present a good story reason for you to be invested in this world it is very accurate of me to say that, in my opinion, the first five hours is really focused on the gameplay and the story second, uh, which is not great when you have a limited amount of time to enjoy a video game. You kind of want those... It's key that the first hour really pulls you in, um, especially for me, because I can bounce off a product pretty hard if it's not convincing me that I need to stick around. That being said, the gameplay is is a lot of fun. I've I've been really enjoying the gunplay and the meleeing and sort of the micromanagement of zombies as you come up across them. I feel like a lot of zombie games, especially like Resident Evil, it, the the zombies are strate- strategically placed. Like we played Resident Evil Two, and it's usually like two or three of them kind of scattered around to kind of give you that challenge. In this, you're a lot more formidable with the zombies, but you have to be able to run away because when there's like four or five, 
if not maybe 20 or 100 on screen, you got to know when you got to book it. You got to know when to fold them, Lou, and uh, when to walk away. From what I understand, from what I understand, is it's you've got to focus primarily on melee combat because the gun sucks. The early on, so this is the thing, um, and that's where again the early game. I'm a big story guy, so for me, like ah, these characters, they're not. You play as Deacon St. John, who is a biker, and your buddy is also a biker. His name's Boozer. So already I'm describing uh, a very poor man's, um, what was that biker show? Sons of Anarchy. It feels, it's like, I don't know if I want to play dude, bro, dude, and bro, dude, dude. Like, I don't want to be experiencing that. That's not interesting. And I mean, that's very reductive of the characters they eventually, you know, develop into later on in the game. Uh, and I really do believe that those characters that I w- became became interested in down the road, they were always there. They just weren't really portraying them that way early in the game. And I wonder why. Like, I feel like they just focused on the gameplay at the beginning, and it did grab me. But I really would have preferred some of that story stuff that came in later on that made me dig the characters to actually be present at the beginning. Um because like the beginning of the game is you putting your wife on a helicopter after she's been stabbed. There's no context. You don't know what their relationship is like. You know, like just because they're married doesn't mean that it's an interesting relationship. And he basically says like, "Oh, go in the helicopter. I'm gonna stay here with Boozer, and we'll meet you at the at the next camp you're going to." Um, it turns out you find out as it, as it flashes forward to the present that. Her helicopter, you assume she died there because when you got there, the camp was overrun with zombies. And you've been living basically uh, off the land and scavenging for two years uh, on your bike with your buddy Boozer, you know? Right. And and that's the thing. Is like there's no, there's, no, there's no understanding of what that relationship is, that driving force, even though the character's like, oh, I miss my wife and I'm blah, blah, blah. Yeah. At least when they did that sort of thing in Last of Us, they showed you that he cared about his daughter, and then she dies. So when the game begins, and he's kind of a, the main character of that is kind of a gruff, kind of jerky character, you understand his motivations. This guy's motivations, it doesn't sound like you did a good job of explaining them to you. Not really, no. But but again, as the game you know continues, the, even the first flashback they give you, because you, you do eventually, like, oh, go up to the gravestone and clear out the zombies and lay some flowers. And that gives you a flashback, more understanding of what happened. And essentially, and this is, we'll do light spoilers for early on in the game, uh, essentially he, you find out that, well, the player finds out that she was trying to help a kid and the kid stabbed her. So again, like kind of one of those rookie zombie apocalypse moves where like if someone doesn't want help, you best be prepared for them to do something to you because like that's that's zombie trope 101 like someone's in panic if they have a weapon they're gonna use it like they're clearly freaking out and this kid like stabs her right in the gut and it's like ugh, that's not a good stab and she quickly like you know runs a fever and she's she's not doing so well so that is like also rookie mistake you know and i know you you specifically like you have a, a grand issue with characters in a zombie apocalypse making really stupid mistakes and i think this is one of them you know like yeah approaching someone who's panicking like you gotta expect it 
Well, not only that, but you get their attention first, and if they look like they're going to be a problem, you leave them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't you, kids, you, you, so save, I can save, see... as, save as many people as you can along the way, but but if push comes to shove and it's too much to... The rest of the group is more important than saving one. Yeah, so... But I, like, I want to get to the positives, because as the game progresses, you start to unveil these camps... One of the camps is like a truther camp. So the guy who like, oh, the government, this was their plan all along. And then another camp. And, and again, like as they introduce these camps, like there's no context. It's just kind of there. Uh, and you're kind of like, okay, the truther camp. He's really annoying. He clearly doesn't like me. Um, I'll go when I have to. I don't know why I'm doing jobs. They don't really explain the context unless you're you're really looking for it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the second camp they introduce is like a, a work camp. It's a it's a it's a labor for labor for rent. You know, basically like you work, therefore you get to stay and eat. And essentially, they boil it down to like some describe it as a work camp, some describe it as slavery. There's some gray area there in terms of like some people who are not fans of the camp runner think it's slavery. Other people are like, well, this is one of the ways to survive where we we all pitch in forced labor uh you get things done then you can stay and and rest and some people are fine with that some people aren't but it's it's certainly not the the best way to run a camp and i think that's where the game starts to shine a little bit and then it starts to explore these camps and the characters there and as far as I know, or as far as I've experienced, Lou, like the best thing about it is like the camps coexist. You know, the camps get along. There's no, there's no infighting between the camps. Like the camps aren't fighting. There is. They understand the concept that they all need each other to survive. Or at least they all just need to be pleasant. Like they all kind of have their own territory, but they don't like trade blows. Uh, right. But where where there is conflict is that there is the obviously the zombies. There's plenty of those around. But there's also this like two other factions there's the marauders which are kind of like the pirates of the world and essentially like they they exist for um the random encounters in the open world so you know how open world games like the right. random encounters um i've had a couple of occurrences where i'm driving along and all of a sudden it's like ah damn marauders and they'll like come in and like take you off the bike and you'll have to fight them and stuff like that kind of annoying but it's kind of an open world trope at this point uh, and then there's the Rippers, which are the crazy people who are kind of like the Marauders, but they're more, more ravages. They're more, you know, feral. They're they, 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 they just going to run at you and you can shoot them in the face. Yeah. Or melee them. Like they're just humans. Like you just, you can take them out pretty easily. But I think that's where the world starts to shine as they set up their own lore for their specific world and why the zombies are there because there's also a government element. And like usually with the zombies zombie content like the government is this like ooh mysterious thing that's never really truly revealed but in this mm -hmm. game early on they basically they set up the case that no the government's still around they're still investigating the virus and you you do get direct you know um information from the past and the present from the government and what they're doing there and i thought that was the really cool that's element of the game that's interesting because they you more often than not, we don't get that kind of story. Exactly. And I really felt, and I'm not going to go, I don't want to go into spoilers on it, but I really felt the way they introduce, they keep the government front and center, especially alongside you interacting with the truther camp. 
because like everyone kind of makes fun of you. He's like, oh, you're chasing black co- black choppers again. And and he's like, I'm learning about the zombies. And you learn he learns a little bit more about the science and that like it explains that zombies, oh, they hibernate during the day. Like they in hordes, they go into these caves. So sometimes there's an objective to get a thing in a cave. And I, and I was telling Jocelyn, my co-host of the Gamers Inn, who's also playing it, you know, I had to fight a horde in order to get this thing in the cave, the the uh, the upgrade for health. Yeah. It's the open world trope of like, collect this thing and then you get to upgrade your health, focus, or stamina. And I said, oh, I did it at night. Uh, I did it during the day and I woke up the horde and I had to try to kill them and I eventually succeeded. It was a lot of work, but I did it. And then she's like, oh, I just waited till night and I waltzed right in because at night all the zombies are out. The horde is out, you know, at the watering hole or at the feeding pit. And I was like, oh, damn, I, I should have just I should have just made that connection. Like and they and they lay that on thick as the game continues, like your characters right. learning about how the zombies sort of act. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but, you know, the game has its issues. And I know we've talked about them, you know, pre-show. Uh, there's a lot of slowdown when you're on the bike. I'm playing on a PS4 launch system. Uh, right. Tons my, of slowdown on the, on the bike. The biggest thing for me that I've heard from reviews mm-hmm. is that people like the bike, but they said, I've heard that the game should be called How to Repair My Bike. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that mechanic like your bike's pretty fragile at the beginning of the game you essentially you get metroided like your your the bike you have which is clearly upgraded uh gets parted out and destroyed so you have to start fresh and yeah you have to you have to repair your bike and you have to keep it fueled um each settlement has a mechanic where you can pay to upgrade your bike and pay to refuel your bike and it's not it's not very overly expensive i found once i got going with the game i had developed a steady you know flow of credits and scrap um there's a lot of stuff to scavenge within the world like you can get scrap by like opening cars and they're everywhere uh and you can skill into the ability to repair your bike and i would i would highly advise people to to do that right away in the game because you're going to always find scrap and you can repair your bike. But it is it feels like a little mechanic, like a little a little game mechanic, but could easily wear thin if you're not into the micromanagement. Um, it would probably be on par, but not nearly as annoying, so I don't really want to use the example, but it'd be similar to like the encumbrance system in Skyrim. Like you're constantly right. having to to think about your bike. But if you if you drive good, then your bike stays fine. So as long as you're not reckless, you're going to probably be fine uh, from the mechanic standpoint. But fuel is constantly burning. Uh, so you have to be mindful of your fuel gauge when you're, when yeah, you're driving. Yeah, from around. what I understand is you can't fast travel if you don't have fuel. Exactly. So fast travel is not like Spider-Man or or whatever where you just pick a point on the map and you, you suddenly zip to it. This is more... You can fast travel anywhere on the map... Uh, or fast travel from anywhere on the map, but you need to have enough fuel in your bike to get there. To get. Um, and that being said, there's usually gas cans all over. Like for the apocalypse, gas is pretty prevalent. Um, you can find gas cans all over the place where you where you would basically expect to find them. But then there are also gas stations where you can literally like pull up to them and fuel up. Uh, it's 
it's pretty unrealistic, but also user-friendly in a way. Um, and you don't even have to get off your bike. You can literally bike up to a, a gas station, and they're all over the map, too. And for the most part, you can fast travel to some of those as well. But again, could easily wear thin on people. And I know it certainly has in some of the reviews that you can read online. Um, there's enough issue, There's enough negative like points in the game that you can make a list and pretty much convince any person that they should pass or at least wait for a hard sale. But honestly, I, I've been playing and I've been enjoying where the story has gone. And I've been enjoying, I've always been enjoying the combat and the gunplay. Uh, taking out zombies feels very satisfying. And the other thing I should note that's not really been present in the marketing is that this is a stealth game. Uh, and I think that's things that that's something that's been ki- catching people off guard is that this is essentially a stealth game. You're always trying to sneak up on zombies or people and kind of set up encounters in a way where you're where you're taking on enemies directly as little as possible. So there's a lot of stealth kills and stuff. It's not required, but it certainly makes your job a lot easier by stealthing in. Right. And I, from what I've understood, uh, everything is that this borrows a lot of ideas from, in spite of there being zombies, it borrows a lot of ideas from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Where it's easier to take things out slowly than it is in groups, but you do have to do it in small groups. You just don't want to fight a whole horde right right up front because you won't survive unless you've got some kind of plan yeah you need a plan uh the other thing too about taking on hordes is that i found that you need to you need to be aware of your surroundings so when i know i'm heading into like a zombie infested area i'm parking my bike in a way where i can just hop on and run because that is a solid strategy like if, if there's a place that's overrun uh you can kind of get on your bike and drive away and those zombies will eventually lose interest and kind of return to to their origin or continue on their path um which feels doesn't feel cheap it feels realistic in the sense that like they're gonna go where the food is and if they can't catch you they're gonna find something else to to kind of go after um but yeah it it's one of those things where you know you can hop fences and that'll slow the zombies down so you're constantly looking for ways to kind of kite the enemy as they're coming after you um and yeah, like as you get going with the game, you're unlocking more weapons, more guns, more skills that make combat a lot more fun and engaging. But early on, like you're you literally start with a pistol and a and a knife, and you kind of have to scavenge weapons until you get enough credits at uh, at specific camps where you can buy weapons. And that's the really cool part is that like usually in a zombie apocalypse game, like you kind of have stuff you trade and in this it kind of makes sense in that each camp has its own economy so as you're killing zombies and doing jobs you're getting credits specifically for that camp that you can use at that camp um you're not collecting credits that can be used anywhere it's it's by camp which again could be a point put in the negative column if if you're not into that sort of thing but i think it it makes perfect sense to me from from a world building standpoint um and yeah, I've just, I've, I've found a lot to love in the game, but like there are some glaring issues. Like I said, the slowdown on the PS4 is, is certainly noticeable when you're biking. It never feels like it kills gameplay because when you're interacting with hordes and zombies, it's buttery smooth. But for some reason, when you're traversing quickly through the open world, there is that stuttering and it must be a loading thing. 
Um, and I do have an upgraded hard drive in my PS4, so it's maybe something solved by the PS4 Pro. I'm not sure. I haven't really read into it as to whether it fixes that issue. Uh, right. Do you know if they've addressed that in the reviews? Because I know you read a lot of the reviews. Uh, I know in a lot of the reviews, people that were complaining about a lot certain issues were complaining about they only had a regular PlayStation 4. They did not have a Pro. And I know that some people that were playing the the playing on a Pro saw better had better performance. But I don't know if it was a hundred percent better performance or just some things were better than. I think it was just. There were still problems, but it wasn't as bad. Yeah, and I mean, I will also mention the fact that this is this is a bit nitpicky of me, but I felt like a lot of the character models' faces outside of some core characters just look plain bad, like up-resed PS3 style. And it's hit and miss. Like, some characters look good. Other characters look like they're just... It's missing a texture, and I don't know if that's like they just they had to create lower res models just in case it would impact performance based right. on having so many characters on screen. I don't know. It's just it's a you look at God of War, you look at uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and then you see this and it's like, Ugh, guys, like this is this is not what we've come to expect. And that is a that's a ding for me. Like it, it feels it it feels it feels like broken in a way like some of the character models right but you, it hasn't really taken me out of the game it's just kind of like it reminds me like oh yeah some of the some of the facial models don't look particularly great but everything else about the game looks great and feels great uh it just it has a lot of those like death by a thousand cuts and it is a video game ass video game like if you're not looking for another one of those, like you probably want to steer away from this. That's kind of one of the reasons why I've stayed away so far. Is it seems like it's a very video gamey video game. Yep, and I mean for for me, like being a zombie game, having a compelling story. It's I've said this before on the show. Like there's, it's very rare to come across solid zombie content, and I think this is this is solid zombie content. Uh, it's not totally broken this is not a walking dead game uh it's its own thing it's a new ip it's got a lot going for it like remember state of decay 2 when we played it that's a broken mess like this this game is competent enough to kind of blow that game out of the water and i really like the the community aspects that they've set up in days gone uh and and the traversal it's just it's a step above what state of decay 2 was trying to provide and it's a solid zombie game but again like in a world where we have so much content to enjoy and so many great video games uh it can be tough to prioritize a game like days gone i get it but for me uh, i've been really enjoying it really having a good time and i and i know i'm kind of in the minority from the review standpoint games been getting a lot of like average reviews to to just downright bad but um yeah i dig it if you're looking for more in-depth conversation, I think Joss and I are going to do a spoiler cast in the near future. Uh, we've certainly been covering it pretty in-depth on the Gamers End, so you can check that out. And we'll probably talk about it here once I finish it. I can I can wrap up. My yeah, I would like to get a, ru- a rundown to see if you still feel this way when you get closer to finishing it or when you finish it. Yeah, I'd probably peg it at I'm about halfway. I'd say the story is starting to progress. I've lo- I've I've been doing jobs for the third camp. 
that's where I'd say it starts to open up. If you have picking up the game and you're not feeling it, try to get through to the third camp unlocks because I feel like that's where the story starts to take, you know, um, so get some momentum going. Uh, and if you feel like once the third camp unlocks, you're still not feeling it, then yeah, you, you can probably safely put it on the shelf. But yeah, I will certainly report back in once I've had more time with it and we can discuss for sure. That but, sounds like a plan. Yeah. But Lou, that's that's pretty much going to do it for this episode of Zombies Ate My Podcast. Uh, I'm glad we were able to reconvene. I think the plan is to come back. And this is the moment where I mentioned The Walking Dead. Uh, come back once Fear the Walking Dead has, has picked up some steam in June, right? Yes. And that should be, what, two, three weeks away? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely. I think we're, our plan is to cover the premiere, which is early June, yes. is it not? Yes. Yeah. So we'll have another episode in three weeks and we'll discuss the return of fear the walking dead hopefully dwight will be making his appearance in the first episode i can't wait i'm excited for that yeah me too i really like the tone they're setting with those trailers gonna be a fun time if you want to discuss all the things we discussed black summer days gone even fear the walking dead you can go to our zamp discord at bit.ly slash zamp discord want to thank the patrons for supporting the show over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast if you want to directly support zamp you can go there and show your love you can find us on the web at zombies ate my podcast.com you can email us info at zombies ate my podcast.com follow us on twitter like us on facebook if you want to in, uh, contact individual hosts i'm on twitter at r murphy and lou is at busy zombie lord and finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can check out his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, I will send over the final word to you. If Ryan is to be trusted, Days Gone might not be that bad. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you.